What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday. It is June. It is the 28th. I'm not Stevie. He's still gone. He will be back soon. But I am Turk Ferguson, and this is the Morning Grind. We're going to be breaking down this massive, massive 15-game slate here. I am joined by the great Keith Eister, or Eyes819, as you may know him. How are you doing over there, Keith? Oh, you know, just tilting some Dodgers and Coors, sitting here with the zero spot in the uh, seventh inning. I was going to fade him all day. I chickened out at the last minute. I'm, I'm way overweight on Gossman. Kirby's still going. I got plenty of him. So set up pretty well on the pitching side, but these Dodgers are just killing me, as I'm sure they are most people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely <laughs> going to be a rough night for people who decided, ah, I'm just going to play the chop Dodgers. No way with a seven implied total. Can they <laughs> do nothing? And lo and behold, they, they do nothing. Um, we'll it see. is baseball. <laughs> yeah, baseball. God, gosh, I love it. I love it so much. And we got some baseball to talk about. Let's just break right into things. First game, we got the Braves going up against the Phillies. We got Morton going up against Wheeler. Eight total here. Philly, a little bit of a favorite here. Let's start off with Morton. Morton, a guy that started off the season real rough, but recently has come in just fantastic form, going up against a little bit tougher of a Philly team. Do you have any interest in playing Morton at 9,700? Man, I don't know what got into this guy. I, I had faded him like all season, and then all of a sudden he is just coming out with, like double-digit Ks every time out. Um, this is a massive slate. There's some really good pitchers in some really good spots. So a tough ballpark for Morton here, tough Phillies offense, although weaker now without Harper, um, unfortunately, going to spend some time on the IL. I mean, on a different slate, I would have plenty of interest in Morton. Just don't know how much I'm going to get there. Um with with all of the goodness we have on the pitching side on this slate yeah yeah you said it perfectly i mean we got two or three really good pitchers that we want on the slate and much better matchups i mean i have one pitcher that i'm likely to go all in on we'll get to that eventually just in perfect spot i'm sure we're on the same page there and then wheeler over on the other side tough match versus Atlanta. they do strike out a decent clip and he's been pretty darn consistent ever since the first few games of the season Sitting at 10-8, though, with a lot of other good pitchers on the slate, I think that's a little bit of a tough ask considering what else we have here. Yeah, similar to Morton. I love the pitcher. Just a tough spot for him against a, a powerful Braves team in this ballpark that's really good for home runs. So going to spend up on the other guys, I think. Wheeler will probably come in pretty low-owned. I'm more likely to take shots on Wheeler, I think, than Morton just because I, I believe in him a little bit more. And, and you mentioned the brave strikeout rate. So maybe like in a, in a large field, if I was entering a bunch of lineups, maybe I'd get to like five or 10%, but not going to be a, a huge overweight stance for me or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of rather with you. Um, Atlanta bats. I mean, they're all kind of priced up going up against a very good pitcher. If I'm going anyone, I'm probably going Matt Olson. Yeah. That, that would be my lean for the one-off as well. Um, yeah. I mean, just, it, it's a great ballpark, but these are two really good pitchers. Like there's probably some, some home runs that are hit, but I don't know that I want to try to pick them out against two really good pitchers um, on this slate. Obviously we've got Dodgers and Coors again. There's a couple of, of really bad pitchers we're going to be look, looking to attack. So yeah, just not a ton of interest here in picking on Wheeler for sure. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with me over on Morton. He struggled versus lefties this year, but the only real lefty that want to play that badly is going to be Schwarber and he's sitting at 5,600. Going up against a pitcher in great form like Morton right now, I just don't think I can do it. I'm kind of out. Castellanos' price, though, at 4,100 is a little bit interesting, but still probably not a guy that I'll end up getting to. 
Yep. It's same, same as the other side. Um, Morton has been in great form. Probably, probably not going to chase it on this massive slate. All right. Moving on to the next game. Game. we got Quintana going up against Corbin Pittsburgh versus the nationals here. This is uh just two lefties on the mound, one of which is way over the hill, nine and a half total nationals, a little bit of a favorite here. Let's start off with, uh, with, with Quintana here. I mean, he's been a lot better so far this season, been very solid versus lefties. Um, main person you have to worry about in the nationals lineup is a lefty in Soto. Do you have any interest in Quintana sitting there at 7,100? Another guy, just not the right slate for it. Just not enough strikeout upside against this low strikeout Washington team. Um, they're down under 20% for the season as a team. Um, so I just don't see the upside here. There, there are some cheap pitchers that we can take some shots on, but I, I just don't think there's enough strikeout upside here for Quintana in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely don't mind him at 7,100. It's more of a pricing thing than anything else. Washington, yeah, you're right, is not a huge strikeout lineup. But he can get it done. I mean, the total worries me. He's been good this season, but probably due for some negative regression here. It's just a price thing for me where I'll, I'll think about it. Corbin on the other side, it, it's kind of interesting here. He has not been good this season, but Pittsburgh has a lot of lefties in, his, in the lineup. He's super cheap. I still don't think I can get to him in the spot. Yeah, me either. Um, Pittsburgh does strike out a ton, especially versus lefties. Um, some of the young guys that they've, they've called up and have been performing a little bit better, um, like Cruz and Sawinski, are, are left-handed. Um, so you definitely want to use lefties against Pittsburgh often, but Corbin just doesn't have the skills anymore. Um, yeah, not, not doing it on a, on a full slate. Yeah, yeah, and then Pittsburgh bats, I mean – Pittsburgh, they've got a few better bats now with O'Neill Cruz being in there. I don't mind him. I don't mind Brian Hayes, Reynolds. If you want to throw in any of the cheap around 2K bats that end up in the lineup, I don't mind that. But Cruz, I think, is my my favorite one here as a, as a one-off in this spot, even though it's lefty-lefty. He's, he's good. He's under 4K. Yeah, I'd look – Hayes and Reynolds would be my, my two favorites. I don't mind Pittsburgh as a little mini stack. I mean, Corbin has really struggled this year, giving up a ton of hard contact. Um, but like you mentioned, a lot of the best Pittsburgh bats are, are left-handed. Vogelbach, Cruz, um, Sawinski. Um, I think so. I, I'm looking to, to Hayes and Reynolds, and I don't necessarily love the price tags on them. Um, trying to find a third guy here. Like, you, I don't mind Cruz in, in the lefty-lefty. Yeah, that's a fine call. Um, there just, there isn't a ton of talent in this Pittsburgh lineup from the right side of the plate. So, um, be a mini stack for me. Yeah. And then on the other side, Washington, I mean, Quintana has been good versus lefties. So I'm kind of out on Soto. I'm always fine with him as a one-off, but I don't think I want to go there. And then outside of that, like there's really no one I want to like Nelly Cruz isn't the same versus lefties anymore. Bell is sitting at 4,600. They have a decent total on the slate. I feel like I should have some interest. Just there's there's nothing to get excited about here. Yeah, um, Soto up at 5,600 is, is tough. Bell is better from the other side of the plate, typically, um, at least throughout his career. Those those are the two most expensive ones. But I think you could get a, a cheaper secondary stack here. Um, I'd be looking to one of the catchers, depending on who's in there. Ruiz or Adams are both pretty good against lefties. Uh, Lane Thomas has had some success. He's 3,300. I don't mind that. 
Um, and then Nelly Cruz at 3,900. You're, you're right. He hasn't been as good, but he's still got some power. Um, don't mind that price tag. So maybe a little mini Washington stack, but yeah, not, not a team on full stacking. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next game, just flying on through because we got a lot of games to go through. Oakland going up against the Yankees. We've got Matas going up against Sears. Uh, not a huge total here, seven and a half, but Yankees, big old minus 190 favorite. Let's start off with Montas. Montas, a good pitcher, but this is just a tough, tough matchup here going up against the Yankees. Um, Eighty six hundred. Are you are you throwing in some GBP shares of them? The Yankees have really struggled here. Um, no hit by Houston. Didn't get a hit in the next game for like four or five innings. Um, Tonight they were doing awful, and then just went on a tear. Yeah, they did. They did finally wake up, but Blackburn came out and struck out like six in the first four innings or something like that. Just not a big strikeout pitcher, and he was mowing them down. So I don't mind the price tag on Montas. Eighty six hundred is is fair enough. He's got a little bit of upside here. It's a, an incredibly high risk spot uh, going into Yankee Stadium. Extremely powerful Yankees lineup. So I won't have a ton of him, but I don't mind the price tag. I'll, I'll probably take some shots on him. Yeah, man, that, that's that's. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I'll, I'll take it, some shots on him. It's going to depend on ownership. Like, I, we've hinted at it a couple of times. There are a couple beasts at the end of the slate that I know I want to be overweight the field on. Um, it, it just depends on where they come in ownership-wise and, and how much I'm going to have left over um, to, to kind of get some of these plays that I like that I that aren't in near, near as good of a spots as the guys later on. Yeah. And J.P. Sears on the other side, 6,100. This kid looked pretty darn good. And the Miners came out and pitched um, five innings going up against Baltimore last month. Went back down to the Miners. Um, I mean, 6,100 for a guy with some decent stuff, some good K-rate stuff, 33% in the Miners this season. I mean, is he just going to be super chalk or am I missing something? I don't know how chalky he's going to be because of how, how much good pitching there is in the top range. I think – I definitely wouldn't play Dodgers and Sears together. I think that's exactly how a ton of people are going to try to fit in that premium Dodgers stack. Um, Sears absolutely in play though. You mentioned that that triple A strikeout rate looks really nice. Um, great matchup here against Oakland. Is that mine? Sorry. Sorry about that. I had uh, another tab open that decided to start playing some highlights. Yeah, it, it was all in your ear, my friend. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, I was like flustered there. Sorry about that. Yeah, the darn ESPN tab. I was like, hey, that's exactly you know what you're it doing was. Something, uh, but you know what? Let's just annoy you as much as we can. <laughs> yep. All right, moving on. Yeah, Sears absolutely in play. Great matchup against Oakland. Huge, huge strikeout rate in the minors. Um, I, you got to find a way to don't play Dodgers and Sears together. I think that's what everybody's going to do, but I'm, I'm going to play some Sears for sure. Yeah. And then Oakland bats, I mean, they're just not good. Super low total in this spot here. I, I don't think I can, I don't think I'm going to mess with them. Yeah. Agree. Good ballpark upgrade for them, um, but just not enough talent on this offense. Sears, a big strikeout pitcher, not messing with it either. Yeah, and then on the other side, Yankees, I mean, I'm never going to argue with someone playing Yankees bats, anyone stacking them up, one-offs, whatever they want to do. But Montas is a solid pitcher. He does give up hard contact to both sides of the plate. He can give up some bombs. If you want to go one-off with Judge, I'm fine with that. One-off with Stanton, Rizzo. 
Donaldson is 3,500. I think he'd probably be my favorite of the bunch here just because of his price tag. But I, I have I have too much trust for Montas. So I'm I'm probably just staying away. Yeah, that Donaldson price is, is ridiculous. Um, definitely don't mind that. If he if he's not picking up any ownership, I'd love him as a one-off. If he's if he's popular um, as a salary saver, then I probably don't need to go there. You can play Judge and Stanton on any slate, but uh, agree that probably not the right place to spend up um, with so many other good spots. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got the Red Sox going up against the Blue Jays. Big old 10 total here. Blue Jays minus 140 favorite. We got Waka going up against Stripling. Let's start out with Waka. I mean, he's he's been solid so far this year, but the underlying numbers show he's he's due for a lot of negative regression. He just somehow keeps getting it done. I don't understand it. But a matchup versus Toronto is something I want no part of. Yeah, agree with you. Like there's some hard contact stuff underneath that say he's he's about to uh, see some serious regression in that era for sure um strikeout stuff has been decent but yeah in, the, in this matchup no way i'm chasing him on the slate yeah yeah and then on the other side stripling going up against boston i mean the total makes me think that i i have no interest in him and then how stripling's played so far this season i mean he's been he's been solid um not great, not terrible. Getting a lot of ground balls, mediocre strikeout rate. Sitting at fifty one hundred, I think. Like I'm worried about the total here. I think he's in play just because of his price tag and the fact that Dodgers are on, on the slate. But I don't know. You have any interest in him? I'm probably out on him. Uh, I know he made it through six innings in in his last one, but the pitch counts have have not been great. Um, he has been over 80 his last two. So you can probably expect around 85 to 90 pitches here. Um, just a tough matchup with Boston. So I don't think I need to go down this low with Sears sitting for just a thousand more. I'd probably try to find that thousand dollars and get up to Sears. He's just in a, in a much better spot with a much better matchup. No, I was thinking about double barreling, stripling and Sears <laughs> and going to town on bats. All the, all the bats. I, 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 I probably will end up doing that. Um, on the Boston side of things, I mean, like I said, Stripling's been solid so far this year. Gets a lot of ground balls, but giving up a ton of hard contact against righties. He's been a guy that's been fairly reverse splits throughout his career. Um, so, I mean, if you want to go with J.D. Bogart's story, I'm fine with it. Um, but realistically, I'm not paying these price tags for him. Yeah, that's the problem is, is they're priced up around the same same as the Dodgers. Um, they are one of the teams I think have the upside to match the Dodgers, uh, however. And there's there's a couple of bats lower in the order that you can use to, to help fit them in. But you're probably not doing four premium Boston bats and then having to sacrifice elsewhere. But if you want to do two or three of them and then put in a guy like Dahlbeck or Arroyo, if he cracks the lineup, they're, they're both around 3K. Um, that helps you save a little bit of money. So I don't mind it. Not going to be one of my higher owned teams, but I, I do have some interest in in trying to pick on those hard contact numbers from Stripling. Yeah, and then the Toronto bats, I mean, Walk is due for the negative regression. Boston or Toronto's just so good. Like Vlad, Tiosker, Bichette, Springer, Kirk, Chapman. I'll 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 play, I'll play them all. Yep, right there with you. Waka, another reverse splits guy who's given up a ton of hard contact to, to righties. Um, and the, the Blue Jays have a ton of right-handed power. So they, they actually profile pretty well here against Waka. Um, 
another expensive stack, but another one of those stacks that has has the upside to match uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, ooh, Adley Rutzman, home run, um. <laughs> five to one. Oh gosh, it feels good. Love, love the love the turd bombs. Uh, moving on to the Houston That's your game, second or third tonight. You've hit a couple already. That's uh, second, but almost all my <laughs> Baltimore game. I did get the <laughs> Tim Anderson, uh, Tim Anderson steal, so I'm happy about that. Um, Gary Sanchez was the other one, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Some guy on Twitter was arguing, like, really, Gary Sanchez? Yeah, he hits bombs. He does, he's not very good. He hits bombs. <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to. Main word was was. Like, I really was like, yeah, you were right. Um, <laughs> Framber Valdez going up against Carrasco. We got the Mets and the Astros, eight total here. Houston minus 125 favorite. Let's start off with Framber. I mean, not really a guy that's going to like, just set the world on fire, um, but is probably the best pitcher I have ever seen, not giving up fly balls. Mountcastle home run, too. All right, I'm in good shape now. Um, sorry, getting distracted. Sorry for your Kirby call. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not sounding good for me. <laughs> yeah, um, but Framber, 8.9K, not a huge strikeout guy. Um, yeah, any any interest in him at that price tag going up against a low strikeout Mets team not on this slate I just there's not enough upside here the like you said the Mets are, are low strikeouts they're bottom five for sure yeah fourth lowest at 20 percent strikeouts um I believe it's even lower versus lefties I don't have that right in front of me but yeah Valdez is, is a guy who's going to pitch to contact put it on the ground I think he's a phenomenal real life pitcher but there's just there's not enough upside to to pay 9k for him in DFS on this slate yeah, yeah, kind of right there with you. Um, just don't see upside. And then Carrasco, not not a bad pitcher. Um, decent strikeout stuff, decent overall pitcher, but going up against Houston, just there's there's not not strikeout upside there. It's not a good matchup. 8.3k isn't any discount. I I think I'm out on it. I agree. Too tough of a matchup. Uh, love the ballpark. Would play him on a different slate in this matchup, even, but full slate. Too much other um, good pitching to chase. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Houston bats. I mean, again, Carrasco's a decent pitcher. It's a big enough slate. If you want to take a shot on the Astros, you can always stack them up. But yeah, I'm probably out. Yep, pricing is is too tough. Facing a pretty decent pitcher here, really tough ballpark for home runs. Um, I'm I'm out on the Astros at these prices too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mets on the other side. Framber just does not give up fantasy points. He may give up hits, maybe a few walks, but like Framber is probably my least favorite, like even including all the great pitchers, like the top tier pitchers. I'd rather stack against Zach Wheeler than Framber. Like Wheeler is a much better real life pitcher probably, but Framber just does not give up home runs. Yeah. And yeah, just a, a really tough spot. Ball's going to be on the ground. Tough part for home runs. Don't need to chase it. All right, moving on to the next game here. We have, looks like Milwaukee going up against Tampa Bay. Um, we have a seven total here. It looks like it's Woodruff and going to be Shane Babs. Um, we'll start off Woodruff. Hasn't pitched in a month. Got up to 74 pitches in his last rehab outing. So 85 wouldn't surprise me here. Um, any interest in him at almost 10K? I, I just don't see a huge amount of upside considering 
yeah, it's that price tag. Um, I like the matchup against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay has struck out far more against righties this year, but Woodruff first off, off the IL. Um, there's plenty of good pitching on this slate. I don't think you need to take the risk here. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he came out and struck out seven or eight his first time back, but I, I probably won't chase it. Just I feel a lot better about some of the other guys. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that it's a price tag thing. And then on the other side, I mean, Baz, solid, solid pitcher. Guy was a huge prospect, decent K stuff here. Had a, some solid outings so far this season. We know that he's good. We know he's not going to be going too late into the game, 78 and 76 pitches in his last two outings. I mean, he's fine. The price is just a little bit too high. You're not getting a huge amount of upside, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he, he should be safe. He should come out fairly clean, but just the pitch count is my worry. Yeah, I agree. The, the pitch count does limit the upside a little bit, but I think the strikeout upside is there. Um, this Milwaukee team strikes out a fair amount. They're getting a ballpark downgrade going into Tampa Bay. Um, just a tough pitcher's park here. Like you said, Baz should come out clean. Um, and I like his, his upside here. I think there's there's like you're not getting over 85 pitches probably. That's, that's probably like a hard cap. Um, but I think you could get six innings and eight or nine strikeouts here. You probably need some of the the nine, 10 K range guys to underperform a little bit for him to be relevant. Um, but I, I do think there's upside at 7,600. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's yeah. Take a shot on them if you want Milwaukee bats. I I'm a big fan of bats and stuff. I'm, I'm probably out on them. Yep. Agree with him. And then Tampa Bay bats. It's in trap. Woodruff's good. They're not great. I, I have no real interest in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate a full stack just because a guy coming off the IL, maybe he comes back too soon and just absolutely can't find the plate, gets blown up in the first inning, and then you're into a long long reliever. Um, I don't know if it's the slate that you need to chase it on, but I, I don't mind taking that shot. Um Pricing isn't great either. Even Franco, who who missed a bunch of time, is back up to 4,800 already. Arosa Reina is 4,700. Um, if they were cheaper, I, I would probably take some shots on them, but I just I don't love the pricing here. Yeah. Now let's move on to the next game. It uh, doesn't look like we have a total out for this one yet. Minnesota going up against Cleveland. We have Widener going up against Pilkington. Great name, Pilkington. Um, <laughs> let's start off with Widener, uh, 6,400. Cleveland, a team that does not strike out a ton. Widener doesn't seem like a guy that should be great, but he's he had two great starts going up against Oakland and going up against Tampa Bay. I don't think that's actually who he is. There's not much of a reason to believe he'll be that good. 6,400 is a cheap price tag, but I, I just don't I just don't think I can um, go with him on the in this spot. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Cleveland just too low of a strikeout. He, he's not a big strike was never a big strikeout guy in the minors either um i don't have any interest yeah then on the other side pilkington looked decent for a little bit and then not as much and then looked decent and then yeah he's been all over the place we didn't really know exactly what to do with him but judging from recently strikeout stuff has come back down he's struggling with some walks going up against minnesota a team with a lot of power um going up against a lefty I think he gets crushed here. Yeah, I agree. Um, never had strikeout stuff in the minors. Came up and had that run 
of like three starts in a row where he was striking guys out, but just, I know the last start was in Coors, but even against Oakland who strikes out a ton against lefties, um, he only struck out two against them. That's more of the, the pitcher that he is. He's a ground ball pitcher, um, more of a pitch to contact type of type of guy. So don't think there's any upside here. Minnesota's profiles really well against them as you alluded to. Yeah, no, I love Minnesota today. Absolutely love them today. I mean, pretty much everyone who has power in the lineup, Buxton, if he's in there. So they are playing the second end of a doubleheader, I believe, today. So luckily the game yep. starts five minutes after lock. So we'll have a um, lineup out before that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Buxton doesn't play. But Correa, Buxton, if he's in there, love him. Correa, Sanchez, Kepler, um, even lefty-lefty. Ursula, I, 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 I love this lineup here. Yeah, hopefully the, they rest a few guys um, in the, the morning session of the, the doubleheader, which that seems likely. They had a, a night game on Monday night. I, I'm guessing that they'll rest a lot of guys uh, in game one. So hopefully we get a full-strength Minnesota lineup. Um, really want to see the Buxton, Correa, Sanchez trio in there. I mean, just the way they set up against Pilkington here, it looks, looks outstanding. Um, Jeffers is a cheap catcher, likely – I mean, you're going to get one of those catchers in there, so that that's going to be great. Hopefully, they DH whoever caught the the first game. Um, that would be ideal, just to get another righty bat in there. But yeah, I absolutely love the Minnesota sack. Yeah, and then on the other side, Widener going up against Cleveland. Cleveland's not really a team that I love love to play. I mean, oh, Jose Ramirez. I always play Jose Ramirez. He's a great play. He's a great one off today. I mean, if you want to throw, I don't know, maybe Naylor in there, um, it's fine. Like Widener is really not supposed to be a great pitcher. So mini stack with Jose Ramirez, Naylor, and I don't know, Owen Miller, maybe Jimenez, maybe Gonzalez, maybe Quan. Um, any of them are fine. Chad Cool just threw a complete game shutout against the Dodgers in, in Coors Field. That is that's just insane. Yeah, we all we all <laughs> predicted that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um yeah, I, the Cleveland stack. Let's let's get to that, so I don't have to think about what just happened there. Um, I, I like Cleveland a lot in this spot. Uh, I, I don't think Winder's that good. Um, Jose Ramirez, one of my absolute favorite bats on the slate. Josh Naylor is one of my favorite value bats on the slate, and I'll just build it out from there. Um, don't mind Quan in a stack, like not a guy you want to play by himself because there's no power there, but good contact guy should be on base a couple of times. Uh, Jimenez can fill an infield spot. Rosario is fine. Um, it's, it's really Ramirez and Naylor that I'm chasing, uh, but I want to play some of his friends with, with them too. So, um, I do like the Cleveland stack a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I don't mind that. Um, moving on, we got Miami going up against St. Louis, Braxton Garrett going up against Dakota Hudson, eight and a half total here. Let's start off with Braxton Garrett. Um, 5,700. He's cheap. He's not good, but he's cheap. He's cheap. I'm not sure he's not good. He's been pretty decent in the minors and he did just come on. He's seven strikeouts against Colorado who doesn't strike out very much versus lefties. Um, the problem is he's going against the St. Louis team that profiles really well against lefties. And yeah, also you don't want any out. lefty going up in St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, you got Goldschmidt and Arenado leading the charge there on the other side. So it's a really tough spot for him. I like the price tag. I think he's got some skills in there, but probably don't need to do it on this slate. Yeah, I'm out on him. Um, then on the other side, Dakota Hudson, not not terrible, but 6,900, nice. Um, 
just not getting a ton of upside. I don't know. I, I have no interest in him. Um, I could be wrong going up against Miami, but I'm probably not playing him. Yeah, he's just not striking anybody out this year. Um, Miami, an above average strikeout team, like they strike out more than average, but I still don't think that helps Hudson enough to where I want to play him. Yeah, yeah. Um, move on to the bats. I mean, Hudson's still good enough where I probably don't want to play any Miami bats. Um. Yeah, let me see here. If I have Solaire at 3,900, I don't mind. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to full stack him. I, I agree. Hudson has been getting generating ground balls, fairly decent pitcher. Um, just get a lot of soft contact is what I see, but maybe, maybe you could pick out a home run or two. Solaire is the, my first lean. Yeah. Yeah. St. Louis on the other hand, though, I mean, I know that you don't think Braxton Garrett is that bad, but I mean, career, he's still a lefty going up against a bunch of righties still gives up above average, hard contact above average, everything going up against righties and St. Louis is uh, St. Louis has some good bets. So, I mean, Goldschmidt, Arenado are, are the two guys that I would absolutely throw in my stack and then whoever else afterwards. I, I think that uh, they, they're, they are both, if I'm betting tomorrow and the odds are good, there's a decent chance I end up on a Arenado or Goldschmidt um, home run bet. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I mean, I, I just think Garrett has some strikeout upside, but not in this matchup. I think St. Louis is, is the far better side um, here in this matchup. Uh, love Goldschmidt and Arenado. Yepes is still really cheap, 3,900. Um, Carlson is 3,400. He's had a bit of a down season. Unfortunately, Bader was got put on the IL, so we probably get, let's see, who, Newt Barr. He's a lefty, though, so I don't know who ends up playing the other outfield spot for them off the top of my head. Um, they're going to have to play one of those lefties, I think, either either Donovan uh, or Newt Barr which is a slight bump to Garrett, but not enough. Um, yeah, Carl Sinopez for cheap. Goldschmidt and Arenado, two of the top bats on the slate. Edmonds a little bit overpriced, but I don't mind him in a stack. Um, some speed upside there as well. Yeah. Yeah, moving on to the next game, we got the Reds going up against the Cubs. No total in this game yet. I mean, because it's, it's Chicago. Um, you never know what the win's going to be like. Castillo. Going up against the Cubs, I'm going to check the weather report. Um, field weather, um, just to make sure that there's not extreme wind tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, it's not going to be bad. Um, nine miles an hour of wind at most, so shouldn't be a huge factor. It's going to be a little bit hot, but... Castillo um, sitting at 8,100. He's been solid enough so far this season. Chicago, not a bad matchup here. Assuming the wind stays all right, then I think he's a fine option. Not good, not great. He's a guy that if he fits, I might throw him in. Yeah, I'm fine playing some Castillo in this spot. I, I like the price tag. Um, guy that got off to just a, a horrible start this season. Uh, velocity was down. Uh, his changeup was just awful it was getting crushed but he is he's really turned that around um i think it's between him and baz if you need that that mid-range pitcher i think it's, it's hard to say which one of them is in the better spot i like the matchup against the cubs here um as long as the winds aren't blowing out at wrigley he's absolutely fine um has really found the strikeout stuff here recently six in each of his last two 
Uh, and then before that, he had six, ten, and six. So he's he's been on a pretty good roll here after a really tough start to the season. Yeah, yeah, don't hate that. And then on the other side, Keegan Thompson, but a little bit up and down, shown a lot of strikeout ability recently after getting crushed in a few games before that, which I think there were some tough night. Oh, Yankees in Baltimore. Um, Keegan Thompson, sixty six hundred. He's another guy that I think you can punt. Like he struggles with. Struggles with the walks, but really not a bad pitcher. Decent K-rate stuff. Cincinnati's not a bad matchup. I think that he's a not bad punt in this spot here. Yeah, if if Sears ends up picking up some ownership, then Thompson, I think, is the pivot here in in the 6K range. Um, If Sears isn't lower owned, it it comes in low owned, then I would would rather play Sears just because of his matchup with Oakland. They strike out a little bit more than Cincinnati does. Um, I trust the, the strikeout stuff a little bit more from Sears as well. Like Thompson has some skills, good breaking stuff, um, but he has been pretty inconsistent this season. Figured it out over the last two. Who's to say when it, when it disappears again? But I think you can definitely play him um, if you need to because of uh, Sears' ownership. But if Sears is, is low-owned, I probably won't end up on Thompson much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cincinnati bats, I mean – Fado's 3,400. I'm not really seeing anything else that I love. Yeah, I love that Votto price tag. Um, Thompson has been tough on lefties, though. I think if I recall, I don't have his splits in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's been reverse splits this year. Yeah, he's striking out more. He's walking a lot more lefties, but not giving up many home runs. Most of the home runs are coming from the right side of the plate. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that I would only target righties against him because last year he really struggled against lefties, so... Uh, it's just him trying to figure out his pitch mix and, and what he wants to go with. But he, he we've seen him absolutely get blown up before. So the, the cheap reds, I don't mind. Um, Bado, it looks like India got banged up again. He's the other one I would have interest in. Um, he missed Sunday's game. So maybe the day off helped him. If India's back in there, I like him at 4,100. He probably grabs the leadoff spot. Some of the other guys, like Drury and Fam are overpriced, but like a Moustakis Senzel, I don't mind targeting those to try to make it a three-man. I don't know that I'd full stack since he, but I, I do like Vado in India. Um, find a third. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chicago side of things. I mean, Castillo is solid. Most of the guys I would want are a little bit, a little bit overpriced. I think wisdom is not a bad play extreme fly ball hitter going up against a decent ground ball pitcher is not the worst. Um, maybe Hap. That's kind of it. Yeah, Wisdom, Hat, Morrell, all in that upper 3K range, I think are the guys with upside that, that I would target. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a ton of interest in in picking on Castillo. Um, Contreras is a catcher that you probably just can't afford on this slate with all of the other upside stuff. Um, but I don't mind the 3K guys. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got Texas going up against the Royals. Nine total here, Texas minus 145 favorite. John Gray going up against Heasley. John Gray, um, been solid, real solid. Outside of the start against Detroit, he's been very good recently. Going up against Kansas City, um, Kansas City is not that imposing of a lineup. John Gray, 8K. Um, do you like him here? I'm worried about the the strikeout upside against Kansas City. Just not a not a big strikeout team. I mean, they did they are down Santana now. Yeah, and Sal Perez is on the IL as well. Yeah. Um, so not, not a lineup you're afraid of, but 
it's even so they still got like Merrifield doesn't strike out, but uh, Benintendi doesn't strike out. Uh, Nicky Lopez is usually in that lineup. So they're just, just a lot of high contact bats in the lineup. And I'm just, I don't know that I buy John Gray being this massive strikeout pitcher um, have definitely seen an uptick in the, in the strikeouts recently. Just, I don't know if it's a matchup that I want to chase it in um, fine price tag. He probably has a pretty good outing. Uh, Kansas City's not a terribly scary offense, um, but just I, there were, there were a couple, I would rather play Baz. I'd rather play Castillo. I just, I don't think I'm going to get to him on the slate. Yeah. It's just a loaded slate for pitching. And then yep. on the other side, Heasley's hot garbage. Yep. <laughs> I like yeah. the Texas bats. Yeah. Now talk to me about the Texas back. Cause he easily is just like, how's yeah. this guy in the majors right now? Yeah. Completely agree. Texas is, is one of my top, top stacks of the day. Um, not, not a team you think of that, with huge upside usually but he's like i think he's one of the worst pitchers in the majors i really do uh seager is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate jonah hyam is is a nice way to fill catcher if he's in there garver is still way too cheap um typically prefer him against a lefty but i'm i'm fine with him in this matchup um especially him still being underpriced uh garcia and simeon are, are priced up but they, they both have big upside as well um yeah, I mean, it's. I think my favorites would be Seager, Garver, Garcia, and then I fill it out from there. But I'll I'll be full stacking Texas, probably one of my higher own stacks on the slate. Yeah, no, right there with you. I mean, it's just a real solid spot here. I think they have a five total right now. I don't mind Calhoun in there either. Heasley's just bad to both sides of the play. Been really bad versus lefties. So Calhoun, Seager, probably my two favorites. Um, Calhoun with the price tag under four K. But yeah, they're they're gonna crush. And then on the other side, Kansas City. I mean, they're priced up. I don't know what's his name. Uh, Vinny. I can't remember how to say his last yeah, name. Prospect they just called the uh, Pas- Pasquantino. I think it is. Yeah, he's got some pop. Yep, yep. Big time prospect. Just called him up. He's minimum price. Can definitely get behind that one. Um, I, I like MJ Melendez from the left side against Gray. He's 4,500 and catcher eligible. So I, I don't, don't mind that. Ben Intendi is still really cheap too. So maybe that's a nice little three man there. Melendez, Ben Intendi and, and Pascantino. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest in full stacking against Gray, but I, I don't mind a couple of value bats uh, to make a cheap little secondary stack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got the Dodgers going up against the Rockies. Freeland going up against Kershaw, 11 and a half total. Dodgers, big old two, minus 225 favorite. I'm just going to assume that we are not playing Freeland, but do you have any interest in playing Kershaw in Coors? Not at 10K. Um, the Rockies also don't strike out very much, um, especially lefties, against lefties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kershaw hasn't been going deep into games. I'm not paying 10K for a, for a pitcher in Coors who's probably going to give me 85 pitches. All right. Talk to me about the Dodgers bat with a massive total here. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever thought they could get shut out on Monday night. I, I don't still don't fully believe it. I'm not going to look even bother <laughs> looking at the box score. I don't believe it. It is. It is truly unbelievable, but it, I think it happened unless my TV lied to me. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the top offense on the slate as they were Monday night, doesn't mean they can't fail. I, I think they're still going to come with massive ownership. Um, so you got to make the decision on whether to play some really expensive Dodgers who could absolutely destroy the slate 
or try to go underweight and hope that you get a repeat of Monday night. But they're expensive. They're probably going to be worth it. Um, a little bit different scenario since you, you've got the lefty going and Freeland, who's, who has been a little tougher on lefties. Um, Chris Taylor at 4,500 definitely stands out. Um, you're going to get Trace Thompson back in the lineup more, more than likely against the lefty. He is still minimum price. He's probably going to be the highest owned bat on the slate. Yep. Um, Justin Turner is too cheap at 4,700. Trey Turner is probably the, has the highest upside on the slate at 6,100. Um, yeah, I mean, they're the top offense on the slate. Not, not much else needs to be said. Yeah, um, right there with you. Colorado, I don't think I'm playing him against Kershaw with most of the guys still priced up. Yeah, agree. Just too good of a pitcher. Um, even Kershaw has had his struggles in Coors before. Like anybody can can struggle in Coors, but I agree. There, this just isn't the spot. I love playing Rockies against lefties usually. Um, Crone, especially with Bryant back in there now too. Like Crone, Joe, Bryant, Grichik, all profile really well. Brendan Rogers, like I might be talking myself into it a little bit. I know Kershaw is is still pretty good. Um, but he hasn't been going deep into games. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking myself into it. We'll see what the ownership looks like. You can always play any team in cores. Yeah, for sure. But I think just the name value of Kershaw, I think the Rockies come in low owned. And, and if they do come in low owned, then I have a little bit of interest. Um, they, they could absolutely just get shut down by Kershaw because he's still, still a really good pitcher. Yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got Cueto going up against Silseth. No total out in this game. White Sox going up against the Angels. Start off with Johnny Cueto, 7,500. No interest for me. None for, for me either. He's been good this year, but I just – I know the Angels strike out a ton. Cueto has actually had decent strikeout stuff, but I'm just – I'm not buying what he's doing. Um, I just don't believe that, that Cueto is good in 2022, so. Yeah, I'm he's a tricky, him. tricky pitcher. Yeah. Um, yeah it's always a, always a blast watching him on the mound oh yeah yep um Silseth on the other side going up against the White Sox sitting at 6400 he had decent first two outings I think he was going up against Pittsburgh or Oakland though but kind of kind of regressed a lot um I don't think I can play him even at 6400 yeah no me either um just don't buy what he did it, like the the matchup is the reason he kind of burst on the scene with some strikeouts this is a guy that skipped triple a um just not enough, not enough professional experience. I don't think um, the stuff is quite there yet. Yeah, still needs a little bit to go. Um, White Sox bats, I I like them. Uh, I think they're pretty solid. Um, please tell me that Jose Abreu just hit a home run, or is that just a single? I don't know. We'll see in a second. Um, Silseth is struggled a lot versus lefties, although he's mostly facing right. He still isn't great versus right. He's got decent ground ball stuff, but. I, I'll play Tim Anderson. I'll play Robert. I'll play Abreu. I'll play Pollock. I'll play pretty much anyone. Darn it, it was a double. Darn you, Jose Abreu. I needed that. Um, yeah, talk to me about the White Sox. Yeah, I, I like the stack here. Um, you, you do wish there were a few more lefties in this lineup, but that's fine. Their, their righties are talented. Robert, Anderson, Abreu, the, um, the most – probably the three I want first. Andrew Vaughn's been – been really good but i don't love that price tag for him uh jake Berger has also been kind of turning it on here lately he's 4300 um gavin sheets if he cracks the lineup is 2300 there's there's That's the left a good price that, tag yeah hopefully he's in the lineup absolutely love that he would help you fit in the stack a little bit easier too um and then whoever's catching is an option probably 
Maguire from the left side, hopefully. Um, otherwise, Zavala is, is 3,100. But, yeah, I, I like the, the White Sox stack a good amount. I really like the Angels. Um, obviously, Toronto, Tani, Ward. But Walsh sitting there under 4K. Um, Sassy or Suzuki, if they're in the lineup. I, I think that, like, Cueto is giving up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. I think there's a perfect spot for some bombs. Yeah, I mean, you and I have been playing DFS long enough. Like, we used to pick on Cueto quite a bit, like, five, six years ago. Like, there's no way. He's been around for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, and the skills have been declining for quite some time. So, I'm I'm not buying what he's doing this year either. Um, I I love the Angels. Trout and Otani, obviously, the the top two. Ward, very playable. Love the price tag on Walsh. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Angels. FYI, sorry, sorry for your Kirby play. Just Santander home run. Hey, who I bet home run. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm winning money, even though it's costing you. You have my condolences. <laughs> no worries, good for you, man. Yeah, I, I love Kirby, so this hurts me, and I'm a Mariners fan. But yeah, yep, love- it's that's what you get with young pitchers. A super talented guy, absolutely love the stuff. But like you're looking at Silseth in this game, we we're just talking about. Like these young pitchers get blown up all the time because they just don't have have the experience to be able to navigate professional hitters yet. So, well, that and he's an extreme fly ball pitcher going up against a team with some power. Um, that generally does yep. not work out too well. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got San Diego going up against Arizona, seven and a half total. Manea going up against Gallon. Um, let's start off with Manea. Solid overall pitcher, 9,300. Matchup for, that's pretty solid for a lefty, considering they're going to have to tune out a lot of their bats. I don't, I don't really want to pay that price tag. It's my problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on both of these guys. Actually, I think it's going to be an ownership play for me. If either of them come in really low owned, I like both pitchers. Um, slightly concerned about the upside. Manea has been good at times this year. He's got a couple double digit strikeout games in his log. Um, and you mentioned it, some of Arizona's top bats hit from the left side, which is a benefit for Manaya if they end up playing. If he gets a four lefties or something in, in this lineup, I've, I'm going to have some interest in Manaya. I um, think he's a really good pitcher. 9,300 is not ideal, but there, there's some upside here, especially if he gets some lefties in there. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, um, Gallon going up against San Diego. Gallon sitting at 9K. Um, he's been good this year, but his underlying numbers show he's due for some negative regression. Still a good overall pitcher. Not a great matchup. I, I don't think I can pay that price tag for him. I'm just waiting for us to talk about Rodon the next game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think it depends on Machado, for one. There's a chance he might be back. They still haven't put him on the IL. He hasn't played in like seven or eight games. If Machado's in there, I'm not going to be as willing to play Gallon. Like the biggest thing for me is Gallon threw 115 pitches, struck out 11 in his last outing. So I feel like he got extended a little bit. I could see a little bit shorter leash on him um, in this matchup. So if Machado's in there, I'm probably going to be out on Gallon. But if if Machado's out, I just there's not a, a lot of talent left in that San Diego lineup. I might get to some of them. Yeah, San Diego bats. Gallon's still a good pitcher. I'm I'm probably like I don't I don't like the price tags on anyone. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Voigt was cheap for a while, but he's up to 4,500 now. Um, Kim was down in the 2Ks. He's up to 3,700. Hosmer's still really cheap, but 
yeah, I mean, I'm not paying 5,400 for, for Cronenworth Machado after missing a week and still being on a bum ankle at 6,200. No, thanks. Um, yeah, just a little bit overpriced in, on San Diego here. Yeah. And then Arizona, I like that price tag on Christian Walker, 3,800. Like he's, I don't mind Marte, but Christian Walker, I really like that price tag. He, outside of him, just nothing too appealing. Yeah. Massive power for walkers, cheap home run. Don't, don't mind chasing that, but everybody else is, is left-handed, not just not, not going to match up well against Manaya. Yeah. All right. Second to last game. One I've been waiting to talk about, at least with pitching. Scooball going up against Rodon. Seven total here. Giants, big old minus 195 favorite. We'll talk about Scooball here real quick. I don't mind him. 9,100. This kid's good. Um, got decent strikeout stuff. He's been in some rough, rough form over the last three outings, giving up a home run in four straight. But now he's playing over in San Francisco. Solid ballpark. Solid K stuff. Not the easiest matchup. A 9-100. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I, I like he's taken an amazing step forward this year. Um, like with his walk rate, his ground balls, he's he's gotten both of those under control, and he is like a borderline ace now. That's I, I don't. Ace. Yeah, I, I think he is. He is too. Um, I don't like the matchup for him though. Like you know, San Francisco is going to platoon. Gonna, there's going to be a bunch of righties in there. Uh, it is a good ballpark for pitching, but like just with a bunch of righties in there, I don't know what, how much strikeout upside there he is. He strikes out righties more than lefties, strangely enough. Like he gets a little bit, but he's got some decent stuff for. I mean, I, I'm a huge Scooball fan. I have been since the beginning of uh, last season. I, I I I'm just high on it, normal, but. You know, that's fine. Let's talk about Rodon. Uh, 100% Rodon, right? Yeah, I mean, like, this is the absolute nut matchup um, for one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. Like, he, he's he been in pretty good form. Like, he struggled for a little bit there, but he's really been in, in much better form here. Um, Detroit's been one of the worst offenses in baseball. Like, they're, like, way worse than they, they should be. Um, Riley Green, the prospect they called up, is left-handed, so he's not going to help much. Torkelson's been striking out a ton. Baez has been striking out a ton. Like, this is just an absolute nut matchup for Rodon. Um, Don't know what else to say. Like, I I see double-digit strikeouts here. Yep, right there with you. Play Rodon. I'm not playing any Baltimore bats. Uh, Detroit bats? Detroit bats. (laughs) Yep. Um, no, me neither. I, I, Rodon is going to be my highest on pitcher for sure. Don't care what it is. I'm going to get over the field. Yeah, and then on the San Francisco side of things, I mean, I'm, I'm higher on Scooball than you are, but I mean, still, there's not a lot of variety. I mean, Longoria sitting at 3,300. I hate this ballpark. So yeah, I, I, I do I'm too. Probably. And I, I'm not down on Scooball by any means. I'm just a little bit, I think you're going to get more like six K's instead of nine K's, which you probably need the nine on, on a big old slate like this with a guy in Rodon who I'm pretty sure is going to get nine or 10. Um, that's the only reason I, I do absolutely love Scooball though. I, I don't have any interest in picking on him. Yeah. Moving on to the last game of the night, we got Baltimore going up against the Mariners. Dean Kramer going up against Robbie Ray. Kramer sitting at six K. I still don't want to play him. Nope. No, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, he's been solid so far this season, but I mean, he's not gonna. I I don't see any way that he ends up keeping this up. I mean, his his xFIP is like over five, and his ERA is at one point seven. So don't let that fool you guys. Um, not a good play. 
Robbie Ray on the other side, though, I mean, it's tough to play him considering Rodon's on the slate and there's Dodgers and Coors. He's coming into this game in pretty decent form. He's got good stuff. Obviously, there's going to be a few righties, but Baltimore struggled versus left-handed pitching. I don't know if that's random variance because they do have a lot of good righties, but Ray is definitely an all right pivot off of Rodon or a guy that you can pair with Rodon and pay down at bat. Yeah, if Detroit isn't the best matchup for a strikeout left-handed pitcher, then Baltimore is. Um, like their strikeout rates are huge against lefties as well. Ray also, it's been a little bit of an inconsistent season for him, but the, we know the strikeout stuff is still in there. Um, multiple games in the double digits this season. You look at his last out, he faced Baltimore earlier and they, they did hit him around a little bit. So I don't know. That's not going to scare me off. If, if I'm not playing Rodon, I'm going to play Ray. I think they are the two highest upside guys by a, a large margin. There are plenty of other very talented pitchers in the nine K range, but they're more like 26% strikeout guys where Ray and Rodon, it would not surprise me if either of these guys went out there and struck out 12. Um, so I, I think they're the two highest strikeout guys on the, on the slate. Um, and the, the, like their matchups are what absolutely separate them from the field. Like Ray has struggled a little bit and, and his strikeout rate isn't above 30% like it was last year. Um, but he absolutely has that, that type of upside in this matchup particularly. So I'm going to have a ton of Robbie Ray. And I don't know how much Rodon I'm going to end up playing. It's going to be, I don't know, 60% at least probably, but any, any, anywhere I'm not playing Rodon, I'll probably have Ray. Yeah. And then Baltimore bats. I mean, I don't mind power hunting with the righties. Um, Hayes, Mountcastle, Rutzman, Mancini. Like they're all cheap bats that can hit the ball ballpark. I don't think I'd stack them up. I have too much respect for Ray, but any one of those guys just based on a potential cheap bomb, I don't mind. Yep, I think you nailed nailed that one. That's exactly what I would do. Um, maybe play a couple of them together and hope they each hit a home run, but I, I won't be full stacking them. Ray can get wild a little bit, but he generally, like his strikeout stuff is so good. He He's good at working out of jams when there's traffic on the bases. Um, so not, not a guy that generally gets blown up. Like he can definitely give up four or five, six runs in a start, um, but just he he kills rallies too, too often with his strikeouts, so. Agree. Just, just hunt the homers here. Yep. And then on the other side, Seattle, um, Kramer's not good. Kramer gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact to righties. I don't know how it's going to go with the suspensions. I know they played tonight. I know the league automatically appeals it. Um, so Winker could be out. Rodriguez could be out. I don't know what lineup we're going to get here, but if we have, if assuming that they end up playing um i like winker at under 4k um i like i like raleigh at under 3k trammel if he's in there 2.6k um i don't i i honestly am fine with anyone in this lineup but kramer is just not good yep i agree kramer is definitely a beatable pitcher um i like seattle a good amount i i don't think that the suspensions will take effect for this game um, they were handed down Monday night. They are all appealing. It was confirmed. Um, there's no way the league is getting through all of those appeals in, in one day. So I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone will be back in the lineup here, uh, waiting for their appeals to be heard. Uh, so yeah, if Seattle's at full strength, full strength, I'm with you. Winker is jumping off the page at 3,900. Um, we'll see if Santana is, is in the lineup yet. He's 2,900. 
Uh, love Rodriguez, even though that price is up there. Just a super talented young guy. Suarez has huge power. But yeah, Crawford and, and Winker, probably the first two I'd look at. Yeah, yeah. Let's play the morning grind Tramiel game. really cheap, too. Yeah, I, I'm a big Tramel guy. He's good. The guy yeah. has some pop. Yep. Um, let's play the morning grind game and get on out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who are you going with? Uh, give me Shane Baz. I, I like his matchup here against Milwaukee. Uh, I'll go JP Spears then. Uh, over 8K to get under 15 points. Who's your high price bust? Um, give me Framber. Just tough strikeout matchup against the Mets. Um, I think I think he has a fine outing. Just not enough strikeouts to get over 15. I'll go with Carrasco. Um, high price bat to hit a bomb. Give me Shohei Otani. Johnny Cueto is a, a fraud, and uh, I think the Angels sit some more rounds here. Yep, I'm going with Trout. Uh, under 4K to get two or more hits. Uh, give me Josh Naylor, like the way he sets up against Winder. I'll go with uh, Winker. Love it. Um, and stack to score six or more runs. I'm not sure if I missed one. I can never remember. But we'll I think I think that covered him. Um, give me Texas against the worst pitcher on the slate in Heasley. All right, I'm going to go with the Angels. All right. Keith, it's been fun. Any last-minute thoughts before we get on out of here? Let's see if the Dodgers can get a run in Coors Field on this slate. Yeah. If it happens <laughs> twice in a row, then I understand nothing about baseball. <laughs> um, but, guys, it's been fun. I'll be back again tomorrow, but don't worry. Steve will be back after that. If you guys want, MLB home run page on Twitter, giving out turd bombs, also in the Discord, also live lock show every day at 2 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Eastern. 9 a.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Go check them out. I'm winning boatloads of money. I'm out of here. Later, kids.